Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Fire up that music. Let's go. Let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Losers Lounge. Let's go. Guys, you know what? Grab a drink. It's Friday night. We could uh, let our hair down a little bit, Eric. Let, the, let that beautiful hair down a little bit. Let the when I was thinking about my summer, man, this is how I envisioned my Friday night going. Just, <laughs> just picking apart. Just, hey, uh, an enthralling summer league matchup. Can I tell you something? In like one week, we're not going to have any basketball until September first when Nikola Jokic steps True. out on the court. And by I the should, way, I should be grateful for what I just watched. I should you be should grateful. Be, you're going to miss. There's going to be a time <laughs> when you're going to be like, I wish I could watch Jack White and Matt Mitchell. I like watching Jack White. I will say that. I do like watching him. Uh, guys, we're presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR whenever you sign up. Uh, bet on the Nuggets of Summer League. I gave bad advice. I said the Nuggets were going to win tonight. I didn't even do my scouting report. Uh, the Nuggets got absolutely Ugh. murdered by the Summer League 76ers, 97-71. Don't tell us that uh, Joel Embiid doesn't have any help. He has lots of help here on this Summer League team. Uh an abysmal one, <laughs> not, not so great one. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about DeAndre Ayton staying in Phoenix. Does that mean Phoenix is in tier one in the West? I kind of think it does. We're going to debate that on the other side. Uh, and then there's some other little odds and ends. Austin Rivers, I don't know if you guys heard, he's going with Tim Conley and Bryn Forbes. The, ba- mm. the band is back together. Mm. Nuggets North uh, reassembling in Minnesota. We'll get to all of that and more. But first, Eric. On a scale of one to a trillion, uh-huh. where does that rank in your all-time best basketball games you've ever watched? So hold on, uh, what does one trillion represent? The best. That's the, the best. That's like okay. that would be like Nuggets, Pelicans, Jokic takes over. I'm gonna go with one. <laughs> you might be a little too hot. <laughs> you might be a little too high. We do the heat index on social for every one of these summer league games where we kind of like say where guys are like very generous. I, dude, way too generous in our great. You know what? The, you know what happened is I ran out of blue balls. I really left. I couldn't give them. So oh my got... god! You only had two of them. <laughs> only two blue balls to give. Uh, this was honestly a bad game with very little things to discuss. You know, positive on it. I do think we need to break into all of the negatives. But Harrison, I'm going to start with you. Kind of, what's your big takeaway? Again, doesn't have to be a positive one. But what's your big takeaway from this game? I'll go positive. I'm a positive oh. person. I'm a positive person. Christian Brown hit two threes. <laughs> he hit two threes. What, what do you say tonight. he's the DraftKings Sportsbook's king of the game? <laughs> I would say that. It he's was a tough King competition, but I would. World. Yeah. Look, man, like Christian Brown was, was down bad these last couple games. Brown and bad. even in the first half for most of it today, he was yeah. also. But he got those two threes to go in. And, yeah, he still made some mistakes in the second half. But – Thank God he just saw the ball go through the rim twice uh, to close the second quarter. Those were two big threes. Like, he's still shooting just god-awful percentages from the field and from three at Summer League. But for a moment, 
he got hot. There was a moment where he was feeling it tonight. I'll take that. I, I will take that to the bank. Uh, Eric, I will take it too. I mean, look, he came around to Browntown tonight. Did, did, he dipped I, his toe into Brown Town. Dude, Brown Town is shut down. There, there's no Brown Town. Like Brown Town has no. This is not a civilization. It, we have a brown uh, shack <laughs> that's hanging out by itself in the middle yeah. of the prairie. Uh, I man, I am. Uh, I don't want to put too much stock in what I just watched. It's good. But, it's, that's a good plan. It's a good, a good idea. But it was not good. The yeah. draft picks for the Denver Nuggets did not seem promising. I did not see. Uh, I mean, I, 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 unlike Harrison, not a positive person. So I, no, I did not. see those two shots go in by uh, Christian Brown. But they Eric, Eric, by... Eric, Christian Brown, four steals. I know six right? assists. So honestly, six rebounds. A so, well-rounded game. Honestly, what, if I what was his plus line. minus? What was his plus minus? <laughs> minus oh, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Who pays attention to plus minus in a game like this? But he shot four of 11, two of four from three. Like, the field goal percentage has not been there. But like I said, he hit those two threes. And he's been rebounding the ball well at Summer League. His yeah, defense has true. been good. Four steals today, six assists. So, like, the, the, the flashes were there, I think, from Brown. He, he was the best of the worst today. This is going to feel like a hot take because I'm with you, Eric, that he did like, there's some discouraging parts to his game tonight, getting his shot blocked. Some of the turnovers were like really like bad times. ones. Like I've ever seen. Yeah. Like they, like the, the low lights were really low, but I will say this and he has a little bit of Zeke Naji to his game in that. I don't think this is the environment for him. Like he's not a great creator and he's kind of a reluctant creator and he's been tasked with that. One of the storylines for today is, the Nuggets open this game and they run a couple sets through Peyton Watson and through uh, Christian Brown. They had Brown bring the ball up against pressure and he yeah. got an eight second violation. Yep. And then he brings yep. it up the next great. time, can barely get it across half court before handing it off to somebody else. Like he clearly is, they're asking him to explore his game a little bit. Like, can we trust you to do this? <laughs> the answers coming back on some of these aspects are no, like we can't. He's not a guy that we're probably going to ask to break pressure full court. And other teams maybe. You know, we'll even say like, hey, this is a guy that if they do need that, we're going to try to pressure him and put him in that spot. So we learned like some of these negatives. But I do think it's important, again, to analyze him within the role of what he is sure. being asked to do in Denver. What he's being asked to do is to get six rebounds, six assists, four steals, one block. He's asked to do those things. That part he's consistently done. If you look at his stat lines through every game, he's been getting steals. He's been getting blocks. He's been getting rebounds and assists. So mm -hmm. part of me looks at this and says – the most important parts of his game have actually been okay. They haven't popped, but they've been okay. Like he's putting up the production, the shooting and the creation and stuff is like, yeah, you're not getting a lot of that from him. And I think some of that at least is like to be expected. The other part of that may be a little concerning. Yeah. For me, it's like, I, I mean, obviously you can't judge the guy based off of this first summer league uh, appearance, but I will say, I'm like, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm just like not hyped. Like I, I you yeah. know, Bones Highland is uh, a hooper. Bones Highland is a creator. Bones Highland is built for summer league. Coming out of he summer is. league, that's he where is. my deep love affair with Bones Highland began. Um, Do you know who led the Nuggets in scoring last year? <laughs> I had to look this up. Was it Bull Bull? He Three was flat. sixth. He was sixth in summer league scoring last year. Bull Bull. Was. He was a monster. <laughs> he was a yeah. He was a monster beast. in summer league. An absolute monster. Uh, and so I don't know. Like you're right. 
the the thing that's like difficult there's just i mean there's a lot of like okay on the one hand on the other hand on the one hand on the other hand it's like yes he's getting a lot of steals but it's in the sloppiest play you can imagine when a lot of times the ball just like finds itself for anybody looking um you know i getting rebounds like not a lot of blocking out going on in some i I will say i think his rebounding has been impressive i think sure he's a shooting guard i think that he's grabbed some rebounds where i've been like man that's a pretty impressive you know to get that one yeah yeah i mean i i I just i will you know for whatever whatever it's worth i i just i'm not feeling that enthusiastic about our draft picks peyton watson included um but i i also as you're saying, I completely recognize the context of how we're uh, analyzing these guys, but I do know that there are other guys uh, that will play similar roles in the NBA that are shining in summer league. Are like, who's that? I mean, like Tari Eason, who, for example, oh, right. my, my goddamn guy. Like, uh, the, just you know, I mean, I you definitely want to see Christian Brown hitting three pointers. We saw a couple. I mean, yeah. that, losing that like yeah. three for. 28 or something like yeah um <laughs> i don't know I, I i don't want to be too negative so i'm gonna stop talking <laughs> it's, fair, though. it's not like you're it's not like you're <laughs> analyzing something we're not all seeing it's yeah yeah it's easily there are you encouraged is there anything about like are you you're hearing what i'm saying harrison is there any part of you that looks at and says hey he's doing this the unheralded stuff so for sure something for sure um like I think the Nuggets really wanted Christian Brown. Like, if Christian Brown's going to play next season, he's going to have to do a lot of the dirty work, no you know? Way. There's no and way he's playing next season. No way. Man, I don't know. So not ready. I, mean, I don't think he's going to play. Based off no these chance. four games, no, but we'll see. There's still a long <laughs> offseason to go. No way. Um, but they're going to need him to do the dirty stuff, to rebound, to get steals, and just to be, like, that connector – he has been that guy, I think, a lot of times at Summer League. I mean, he would Eric, think back to that first game, man. Like, he was I, great that first game. Right. After that first game, you thought he was going to play minutes, and he lost totally. his confidence over these next couple. But um, I, I, I was a little encouraged with, with some aspects of his game tonight. And, yeah, he, he's doing the little stuff. The only thing is you just wish his three-pointer had been fallen because that's another thing you could point to and be like, okay, like, there's another reason he could play next season. If he was just this knockdown guy, he's not right now. He just doesn't have the confidence in this no. jumper. Maybe the two threes he made tonight in the second quarter, give him that confidence. We'll see. But um, I, I would just like him to, to be that knockdown guy. That would have been great. Honestly, he hasn't been as bad. This is weird to say. He hasn't been as bad as Zeke Naji was last year. Zeke Naji was meaningfully worse. He had all of the same lowlights yes. with none of the production. And Zeke played 700 minutes last year. So I, there, there, well, it, but what? like, Zeke, I mean, I, I it was his third, saying, second year too. Second year too. It was his second year. But what you're saying is that Zeke Naji was exploring his game last year. He was driving the paint. He was turning the ball over. He was doing things that he absolutely would not and will not right. be asked to do in an NBA level. Same with Christian Brown. He's doing things that will not be asked of him at an NBA level. So it's very difficult to uh, evaluate him. But I mean, he's not not much better than Zeke Naji was last year. I mean, truthfully, like it's like he is, he is because you literally cannot be worse, but um, 
like <laughs> i don't know this is i'm in I, I, listen guys it's it's a friday uh, uh i'm i'm in a bad way like i don't know what to say <laughs> I, I just watched that game i was expecting to be sent into my weekend on cloud nine watching uh, my beloved summer league denver nuggets that was your nuggets. problem expectations were too high that's <laughs> where you went wrong um I will say one other thing here, and it's going to sound like I'm making excuses. Maybe I kind of am. Grant Riller, Isaiah Joe, Charles Bassey. Like, they had a couple guys with some experience. In it. And there's always – like Denver doesn't have a single guy that played in the NBA last year or even in the G League. And there is just a difference. I mean, if you look at the top scores from this year – The disrespect them, to Marcus Burke is palpable right now, Adam. <laughs> palpable. Almost every single one of the top scores in summer league is a second year player. So there is a little bit of this, like the difference between a guy who has one year of confidence and experience versus a rookie's a little bit. Um, nonetheless, that's enough excuses. Christian Brown hasn't been good. I hope he plays. I'm What's that? I'm too He's too down, down on Brown. Yeah, you're too down, man. He's down I actually, down. I wanted to hit this comment from before we popped on. Mamadou Njai, guys, to, to close the game. What a, of course, Harrison. <laughs> he did some good things. <laughs> 12 points, 4 4 from the field, 2 a 2 from 3. Eric, what's my, your my guy Noah picking up on the, on the stock report here? I, I stopped watching the game once the starters were taken. Well, That's you right. missed Mamadou Njai going off, Eric. Well, let's do this. Rather than analyze this game, because honestly, Peyton Watson, not good tonight. He had oh. one. He had one great pass that I was like, hey, that's a hell of an assist to the corner. Uh, that was about the only thing I really remember positive from his game tonight. Uh, Kamagate, second game in a row, just invisible out there. He goes one of one from the field. It didn't touch the ball. And some of this isn't on him. Like, right. again, some of this is the Nuggets. This summer league team was not put together with the idea of like, hey, we're going to build a team. It was built with like, hey, we're going to find a defender for our regular roster. And you, and I think Kamagate is maybe being penalized the most for this because like you need somebody that can penetrate and drop it off to the big man nobody can do that nonetheless he looks bad like he's not even having a defensive impact in this game um so all the guys are bad so rather than just kind of talk about all the all nuggets, the nuggets are, bad, are bad let's just do a quick stock report we just talked about christian brown but what about oh there it is this oh my god the, the cursed graphic uh four games of summer league there's going to be one more uh stonk report for Christian Brown, up or down from where it was before summer league? Uh, D line, down, down for sure. Down, it was down for sure. Uh, it was after the first game. I was like, "Oh yeah, dude, well, we fucking stole one." Like they they made a mistake by not watching the Nuggets when they were on the clock, and then now I'm like, "Oh, I missed Tim. Where's Tim?" <laughs> Harrison, where are you at? Up or down, or even? probably down to, to be totally honest, which sucks. But if he had kept going at that pace, he was in that first game, yeah, for sure. be definitely up, but it was just pretty much like three games of bleh, you yeah. know? So uh, I, I want to go even, but I got to go down. I'm with Harrison. I'm like slight down. It's not a big down, but it's a slight down. Yeah. Like I went from saying like, he's going to have a chance to really crack the rotation and this or that to now it's like, the, the, almost the onus is like on him. Like he's got to outcompete somebody. I know it's dumb. I don't think the team views it that way because I think they put, try to put this in a vacuum and we'll see what the Nuggets look like. One positive I will say is I think he was a hard worker to begin with. That's been the reputation on him. But I do feel like there's probably, if I'm Christian Brown, I probably go home next week and I think I got some work to do before camp. Like there's some areas I really, you can kind of see where people are going to uh, uh, be picking on him at the NBA level. All right, Peyton Watson, stock up or down? I'll start with you, Harrison. 
I got to go even on Peyton Watson just because I, I think my expectations were a lot lower than your guys' is heading into summer league. Like, I I thought he was going to have some flashes, but then, you know, look like the worst player on the floor for some of it. So I'm pretty even on him. I, I've never really expected him to be a contributor next season, and he showed this week that he's probably not going to be. Uh, I'd say even. God, what what would our opinion of Peyton Watson be without that second game? Oh, it'd be so bad. It'd be really bad, right? Like we would be. Like, I mean, he what? averaged three points in college, and tonight he had two points. <laughs> so almost his average. <laughs> oh my God, no! <laughs> he scored under his college average of. Three he only points. played eighteen minutes. <laughs> Eric is so down bad. It's so funny. Wow. Uh, Holy smokes. Okay, so coming into Summer League, not great vibes on P-Watt. First game, bad. Second game, incredible. Incredible. Second game, or third game, good. This game, not good. It was bad. This was the problem was that this game is that he wasn't actively bad like he was in the first game. He was just like literally invisible. Like right. I don't know how you can be erased from a summer league game. It seems insane. Uh, but God, I don't know. So I'll go even. Whatever. Like you're right. Like we didn't have high expectations, and that second game was so like <sighs> intriguing and like gave us so much. It, it the the wind I felt beneath my wings in the P P Watt train after uh, the second game. Uh, it's just I'm still gliding from that. I'm still. It does feel like I'm plummeting. Like maybe my parachute has a hole in it. But all the same, I, the heights I achieved in second game. So oh, man, yeah. I'll never forget them. I will say because <laughs> I'm with you guys that my expectations were low. I think in three of the games he actually underperformed my low expectations. <laughs> One of them, to your point, was such a good game yeah. that it's hard to analyze. It's like, is that the real P Watt? <laughs> <laughs> also, we learned Will the real P-Watt just stand up, please? So I think I might go a slight down on him too. Nothing crazy, but it is like when I look at the amount of development he has ahead of him to become the unlocked version of himself, it's it's a lot. So like I look at that and I go, hmm, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be awfully tough. Um, Kamagate, Ismail Kamagate. Uh, Eric. I'm going to go up up uh, as far as the the stonks is coming in i had very low expectations um he was not great the first game but you know as has been told us he just arrived in the country had uh i think it was his second best game just so you he, know well he, yeah, he had communication blocks but then he's been outside of this game where he was also uh underperformed peyton watson there's only college average games, of three points <laughs> <laughs> or did what did he end up with three points Oh, let's go, dude. So he had Peyton Watson's college average of three points this game. Um, I don't know. Like, he sort of looked, um, you know, I mean, he just went from complete unknown, complete uh, mystery to, like, okay, this is, like, a tall guy. has some uh, a lot of length that he can work with. Um, You can see the defensive chops a little bit. Um, You can't expect anything from a big man like that in summer league. So, but he, he looked like a guy where you can be like, all right, you can now like down the line, you can see how they could potentially uh, fold this guy into the, to the nuggets plan. So up, I'm up on Kamigate. Let's go. What do you think wind? I'd say I'm even, I mean, a couple days ago, I was here saying how 
Yeah. Uh, Ismael Kamagate is going to be the backup center next season. Uh, <laughs> it feels like a long way away from I'm that. not saying that anymore. <laughs> Man, this, game, um, this game ruined all of our narratives. Every single one. Yeah. Shot. Well, I mean, he could, he could still be that guy. We'll see. We'll see. But he, he does have a ways to go, of course. We knew that. But I, I am a little glad that we can cool the Jets on the uh, Kamagate hype because it was getting a little out of control for a second there. Partially my fault. <laughs> was, that, was that your was that your dog giving a review of the Denver Nuggets summer league? Before <laughs> that was her. She's she's way down on Kamagate. <laughs> really um, man, I'm gonna go up still. Like if you ask me, where was I on Kamagate at the draft versus where I am yeah. now? Like higher. I do think he like like Brown is a victim of this bad sort of summer league team. Like big guys, just in general, man. Big guys need the ball. Anyway, what, what did Yoke average in Summer League? I put these numbers up in that video I did. It was something like 10 points, six rebounds, one assist. Yeah. You know, it was like such an unimpressive stat line. Bigs. It was, I'm sure it's it, it mirrors his all-star game uh performances. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> no one gives him the ball. <clears throat> Kamagate to me, I think he has more development than his most ardent supporters, probably. Uh think he has, like, like he has a lot, he has a lot of work ahead of him. I still do wish there was a way that Denver could bring him over. I know it's just tough with his contract buyout and everything else, but he is a guy that I would love to get in the system sooner rather than later. Uh, and then lastly, Colin Gillespie, my guy, Colin, Ooh, by the way, Colin you could have him. Three bangers. He's had three bangers tonight. Also, everyone else. yeah. Also, he threw a football into a basket from the opposite corner yeah. of the floor. Do you see that? That, that was, was really crazy. impressive, man. That was really yeah. Impressive. Like that was more impressive than anything he did today. I'm going to go stock up for Gillespie though. Even, even today, you know, it was his worst game at summer league. He just didn't shoot the ball. Well, but I like him. Um, he's super steady, super solid. Uh, I, I just, I really like him as that prototypical and really projectable, you know, third string, maybe second string point guard in due time. I really like him tonight too, though. It needs to be said he was bad tonight as well. Oh, for sure. He yeah. got the he got a blue ball, man. Oh no, we gave him a. I think we gave him a last minute yellow, if I remember. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm definitely up on him overall. This was not a great game. Um, we saw none of the things that he showed us in the previous games, where he was able to get other people involved, where he was able to drive the lane, where he was able to be a floor general. Uh, today he was just, and maybe a lot of that was uh, like you were alluding to earlier, Adam. They were looking to get P. Watt and. Uh, Browntown involved uh, in, as far as like uh, initiating offense early. And then uh. it just kind of like never like it just, you know, the offense early was just like one I'm guy got the you. ball, that that guy shot the ball. They one tried. Guy got I, the ball, yeah. that guy shot the ball. I want to hear the post-game it. comments from Ryan Bowen because I feel like they were experimenting tonight and it was like terrible because they didn't have the ball in Colin's hands in that first quarter. For some reason, they were like yeah. trying to put him off ball and it was a disaster. Total <laughs> that first like five minutes of that game were, were just about as painful as ever. They had four points, I think, through eight minutes. Like, they had was... they had like four points with three minutes left in the first. Uh, Marissa okay. came in and she's like, What are you watching? I'm like, the nuggets. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this. Um so but overall, I mean Colin Gillespie, I I you know, the word steady. The word in control, the word all of these things most presidential, apply. Some would say. very presidential, but he also, I mean, he does possess the ability to be more to press, yeah. um, which he did not show tonight, which we don't know. But overall, definitely up on, on, on Gillespie, no question. 
All right. So yep. it sounds like we have two guys who are slight ups and two guys who are slight downs. We'll call it a wash. Um, actually, it's the second rounder and the two-way guy that are up. <laughs> the two first-round picks that are down. So two first-round picks. We're, we're still down. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break here on the other side, though. We'll forget about the Summer League Nuggets for a moment. Throw it out. Let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. Uh-oh. Uh, right, we'll talk about that on the other side. Guys, if you haven't been able to watch Nuggets, Avs, and Rapids games, check out Evoca TV. They've got Altitude Sports. they got AT&T Sportsnet. they got other national channels as well. You can get Evoca TV at evoca.tv slash DNVR. Use the promo code DNVR. You're going to get $10 off your first three months. That's only $15 a month for those first three months. Plus the receiver, no contracts, no hidden fees. Evoca.tv slash DNVR. It's the future of TV. Cut the cord. Check out Evoca TV. Watch Nuggets, Avs, Rockies, Rapids, Games, other national channels as well. Evoca.tv slash DNVR. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000 That's right. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Make your first bet up to $1,000. If it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash it in. You can bet on baseball, golf, MMA right now, Summer League, although I wouldn't advise it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Make your first deposit. Get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply See show notes for details. You can wave. You can wave to the camera. You can tell everybody. <laughs> My kids have infiltrated the uh, the live stream here. All right. What it, do you he... think about Colin Gillespie? <laughs> All right, no comment. Go. All right. <laughs> Gotta go. All right. Love you, baby. All right. No go comment. On. All right. Segment number two here. You gotta go. I heard the Fanta. Friday night. Everything's a little bit more chaotic at the house. Uh, Phoenix Suns. They did the weird thing where they have. They acted all year like they didn't want DeAndre Ayton. They didn't give him the max deal. And then when Indiana offers it to him, they sign it actually before they were allowed to. The weirdest negotiation tactic of all time. I honestly don't understand what the thought process was here. There's actually no reason to sign it right away. You could tell people you'll sign it right away and then just drain the clock or whatever, you know, like just use up the clock. Instead, they did it this way. Anyway, long story short, He's going to be in Phoenix. He effectively has a no trade clause now for one season um, or the ability to veto any trade. They can't trade him to Indiana, which is like one of the teams that wanted him. So I think he's actually very likely just to stay in Phoenix for the entirety of the season. Eric, what do you make of this move? And does it mean, sadly, we had, did we prematurely bury the Phoenix Suns and their, their time as true contenders? What does this mean? So, to me, they clearly did not want to re-sign DeAndre Ayton. They wanted to move on from him. They couldn't make a signing trade happen in the uh, window that they wanted to. The Indiana Pacers got impatient, so they just submitted an offer. And then, at that point, the Phoenix Suns were like, God damn it, we just lost all of our negotiation chips and so then they were like sign it right away like we've already done enough psychological damage to this guy like we've already like we need to mitigate his or uh, 
bring in as much damage control as possible. So you can be like, DeAndre, we always want it. I mean, like we were just, yeah. you know, we're just exploring our, it's a business, you know, it's a business, yeah. but you know, when faced with the idea that we were going to lose you, of course we resigned. The worst thing I saw is that people in Phoenix or somebody in Phoenix was claiming that the Suns played the Indiana Pacers like a fiddle on this one because, they, because they ultimately, uh, and this is actually true. They ultimately got to sign him for less than they would have because it wasn't a, uh, oh right, yeah, the homegrown max. The homegrown max. So, but I was like, that's the most absurd. Like, <laughs> they got. I mean, the, the Phoenix Suns had such larger aspirations for this offseason, and now they're effectively just running it back. Which, like, boo hoo! It's a sixty-four win team. You're running back a sixty-four win team. Like, I know. What is the problem here, you idiots? Um, so I hate that they were forced to make the right move, but they ultimately <laughs> made the right move. Like, it sucks. <laughs> they, they were forced to make the right move. So are they, I mean, are they still, are they a top four team? Yeah. Like? Oh, no question. Absolutely. I mean, in, the, yeah. in the regular season, they're going to be incredible again. And yeah. then in the postseason, Chris Paul's going to wilt. He's going to f- fade away. They're going to melt as a, as a team. They're going to lose. We're going to watch. It's going to be amazing. But in the regular season, absolutely, they're tier one. Yeah. I'm going to get to that comment yeah. in a second, David J. But all right, Harrison, what what about you? Well, it's going to come down to does DeAndre Ayton buy in? Like, like that's what this whole thing is going to come down to. Like, is Chris Paul going to lock him in a room and be like, look, let's let bygones be bygones, all that bullshit from the past. Let's like- lock it and try to win a championship. Like, if DeAndre Ayton buys into Chris Paul's bullshit – yeah, like they're going to be a force. They're going to be absolutely a threat because like we know how damn good that team is when they've got that big three. Mikhail Bridges, they still have the same team from last year. It's the same goddamn know? team. Yes, they're really freaking good. Again, and they will be again if you know DeAndre buy, buys in. But th- that's a big if because you like in this world that we live in, like nothing matters <laughs> anymore. You know, politics, business, you can act like you don't want a guy for an entire year and then try to just put forward the messaging. Oh, of course, we always want DeAndre. Ayton. Of course we did. We signed that offer sheet the second we we matched that offer sheet the second we could have. <laughs> Nothing matters. It's all going to be about if, if you know, DeAndre Ayton buys in or just um, like. Still doesn't he want will. to. Of course he will. This is the thing. I we'll think he see. will too. I think there's a lot of, of the like. He will. He's not going to be happy there. He's going to be mad. Like, look, man, he wanted money and he ended up getting it. And also he got to read the market. The market didn't want him. You know, one team in Indiana did. I don't think he was like gung ho about going to Indiana. Like he got to read it. He got to see it. Now he goes back. And and to your point, they get to go to be a 64 win team. Now they have to run it back. Now, last year, they did have a lot of things. The last two years, they had a lot of things go right for them. You know, and I also feel like in some ways your teeth kind of get um, pulled out from you. Like right now the, the Memphis Grizzlies are a tough team. Like they're a bad, you know, a tough, badass team. But the moment that everyone's like, all right, let's see what you have for an encore. And you just, you know, you don't have anything. It's like, okay, that was a, a paper tiger. I feel like the Suns are that a little bit where they were the big bully and then they went out sad. And now everyone's like, you know, in January, when you guys win on the road, don't like strut around the court as you walk off. Like, I don't you, want to see any videos of them barking like dogs. No, yeah, no barking like a dog. You don't have that dog in you. Like they kind of lose that swagger. And I feel like that swagger is important in the NBA. Like once you have it, yeah. you can't, you, you got to win. They, they, the swagger has been taken from them a little bit, but they're still a very talented team. 
But I do love this comment here. This is, I think, the most interesting angle from this. And this is observation last 24 hours. Can you, uh, you know, whatever. Nuggets fans killed Conley for the MPJ contract early. Suns fans no, killed no, they, Phoenix. They, they, didn't, the- they didn't kill him for the contract until MPJ got hurt again. That's the, that's well, what they I think they, I think people killed him. Like there were, there were still mm. people that thought, well, here's the point. They gave MPJ the max before they ever had to. The Nuggets could have very easily said, we're going to do the MPJ. We're going to do what they did with Aiton and just not give him the max, make him earn it. He would have gotten hurt. And then you go into free agency and you say restricted free agency. We can match any of these offers. Like you could play that game. And it probably would have worked out better. And everybody says, well, what would you risk? Will you risk pissing a guy off? Well, we just talked about Aiton and said he's not going to be pissed off. He's going to play. Whoa. Part of me thinks part of me thinks we always overestimate. There is a world, the Gordon Hayward situation is the counter to this where you can piss a guy off. But if it's not your number one guy, I just don't know that you need to worry about that. I, to me, the reason that Aiton's not going to be pissed off is because he's not American. He's Bahamanian. Like he's like has the humility of coming from the world. Like he's not uh, a spoiled guy like Michael Porter Jr. Like one of these guys that uh, just the the, you the think red Michael carpet. Porter, been- if they didn't give him a max, some other team gave it to him, and then Denver matched it. You think he would be like meaningfully worse as a player for Denver? Uh, no, I don't think so. But I do think we would get pouty Mikey for sure. No yeah. question. Like, you could just see, you could see that for sure. Like for how long, I don't know. I'm sure he gets over it. Michael Malone is like a, this is, this is his absolute number one skill set. It's just like relating to the players and whatever. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I'm, it's, I, it's just running an NBA team is so insane. The, 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 the razor thin um, barrier between success and failure is just like one guy that soaks up, an enormous amount of resources has to either be good or not good. And then if he does well, you're a genius. If he does not, you're an idiot. And that's it. Like yeah. just the, 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 the room for error in an yeah. NBA front office is just so small compared to any of the other sports. Right. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. It is an interesting one. I do. I'm with you guys though. We just went yesterday and we said the tears or yesterday or two days ago, we said the tears, like, Nuggets, Warriors, Clippers. That's the tier, the top tier. I put the Suns in there now. There's four teams sure. and it sucks because it means you're almost guaranteed no matter what to have a really tough second round matchup. Forget the first round matchup, which is going to be tough, but you get to the second round, very likely at least three of those four teams are going to make it that far. And that means you're just going to have a tough matchup um, in, in that second, like a really, truly tough matchup where any of those four teams could come out of it. Um, that's really tough. We'll just have to wait and see how it goes. Any other final thoughts here on, on Aiton? Well, I just don't see the Suns being as good as they were last year still. Yeah, you know, and especially the year before. Chris Paul's a year older. Yeah, like, yeah but so is I, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and Mikhail Bridges. Like three of their right. top four players are older in the positive direction. But it, I, I feel right. there's I, I feel like we have seen the peak of Booker. Do you think he's gonna get better? Yeah. You yeah, I, I hope so. He's like, <laughs> I don't. He's like twenty four. Yeah. Well, for the I Phoenix know, but Suns, still, I, hope I don't so. know. I just think like the Phoenix Suns, like that version that went up against the Denver Nuggets. I ha- I just have a tough time seeing Phoenix as a team being better than that year's version. Now, maybe collectively, like a lot of teams in the West are worse and they can still make a run, which which they definitely can. But I, I don't like see them being like way better than that team or anything. I thought Joshua has a comment in here. And I thought he was making a joke at first. You guys are too down. Brown. Like, I thought he was doing his brown down. 
Nope. Brown town, brown cow. Uh, all right, let's take a break. <laughs> let's take a break. On the other side here, a couple other notes here, including Zach Lowe had an interesting article today about all these first-round picks are being tossed around right now. Teams seem to not be valuing first-round picks. What's that all about? We'll talk about that as well as Austin Rivers reuniting with Bryn Forbes and Tim Conley and Feels so good. North. <laughs> Guys, make sure to pick up some good company hard seltzers from Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Pick up some good company hard seltzers and lemonade seltzers this summer. They are perfect. If you're hanging out just on a nice Friday afternoon in July, listening to the DNVR Nuggets podcast, watching it on YouTube. Perfect if you're just chilling in a park, if you're going over to a buddy's house, the good company hard seltzers and lemonade seltzers. Perfect for any occasion. Pick them up from Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. If you don't know where to get Breck Brew closest to you, check out the Breck Brew beer locator on the Breck Brew website. It will tell you where you can pick some up today. Um, also, if you're hungry, if you got Breck Brew and you're looking for the perfect compliment, check out Sexy Pizza. 13 years in the Denver community, Sexy Pizza is as local as it gets. It's a hand-tossed deck oven pizza with made-from-scratch ingredients every morning, made-from-scratch every morning dough as well. They've got tons of great pizzas. They've got great salads, great sides. The garlic knots are phenomenal. Order from any of their four Denver locations, Cap Hill, South Pearl, Jefferson Park, and Park Hill. New location in Trinidad, Colorado as well. Like I said, awesome pies, sides, salads too. Sexy pizza. Hit them up today. All right, let's lay down a quick DraftKings pick of the week here. Firing up the DraftKings app right now. If you look at the Northwest Division odds, I'm taking the Nuggets minus 140 to win the division. Thunder, not a threat. Utah Jazz, not a threat. Portland, not a threat. It's the Nuggets and Timberwolves. I think the Timberwolves are going to be better this season with Rudy Gobert, but they're not going to have a better record than Denver this season. Taking the Nuggets to win the division as my DraftKings pick of the week. There you go. Final segment here. Some breaking news. Well, not really breaking. What? This happened oh. earlier. Happened earlier today. Austin Rivers is headed to Minnesota to join Tim Conley and Rudy Gobert and Bryn Forbes. Eric, is there any like we kind of chuckled in a group chat here when we saw that you know Tim Conley made obviously the big move with Rudy Gobert and then Kyle Anderson as well. But then making the like Bryn Forbes, Austin Rivers guy like moves. There, we used to joke back in the Tim Conley era here that he would way back when every at way back when every time the Nuggets would get a player, we'd be like, look, where's he from? Is he from Baltimore? And sure enough, they almost <laughs> always were. Um, now he's bringing in Bryn Forbes, Austin Rivers. I kind of feel like Tim Conley knows like twelve guys in the NBA. Yep, yep. <laughs> he's like, hold on. There's like clearly like a uh, there's a divisional uh, like camaraderie that he's a part of like there's uh, a, a group chat for the Northwest Division he's only he like he's like I need to make a trade anyone here uh, anyone here down like uh, he will only make trades inside the division and will only acquire players he's previously signed before this is clear this is now official so just know that if it happens again it's not funny it's just literally what I that's all there is but crazy you, but you know Austin Rivers is going to shoot like ninety percent from three against the Nuggets this year. It's just that you can. Oh, he and Bryn Forbes are going to go hellfire against the goddamn Denver Nuggets. It's going to be horrible. Bryn Forbes is going to lock up Bones Highland defensively somehow. We're like, what? (laughs) Wait, what? Who is this guy? What's going on here? Uh, I mean, I will say, though, I will say Austin Rivers is pretty good. good. 
good player. Pretty good player last year. I'm actually pretty good. I'm actually last bummed to lose him. I'm bummed to lose him. Yeah. It's and Christian Brown like, was you... supposed to replace him, and I'm just not feeling that just yet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I mean it's these, these are classic Tim Connolly moves, man. Um, he's incredible, honestly. <laughs> he's, he's he's unbelievable. Um, he's got really funny moves. Really he's funny he's moves. the most predictable president of basketball ops and the least predictable at the same time. We've seen that this summer. <laughs> Uh, Bill Simmons on his show earlier today had a trade idea for Donovan Mitchell, guys. Uh, let me know what you think of this one. The Nuggets send uh, the Nuggets get Donovan Mitchell and either Pat Bev or Boyan Bogdanovich, pick, take your pick, and they send out Michael Porter Jr., Ish Smith, Jeff uh, Green, two first rounds, and three more pick swaps, so five picks and MPJ for this. Now, this is the weirdest trade ever because, one – like it's just so much value you're giving up five picks i don't even think denver can't can do that legally but it just does give you a little bit of a window into like how people view donovan mitchell and michael porter jr because i look at this <laughs> and i go does somebody think denver needs worse defense and better offense was there, was, there a li- was there a little asterisk below the trade that said remember denver drafted donovan mitchell once and then <laughs> traded him to utah probably was that also included in that? i just thought it was so funny like it's such an absurd idea in my opinion but it's also one of those things where it's like, what does Donovan Mitchell bring to the Nuggets? They already have a top offense. They already have a lead ball handler. Like to give a second one just seems so crazy to me. I, I, I love Simmons. Like I'm, it's not even a critique of him. It just was one of those ones where I'm like, what do people think the Nuggets need? Offense? <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, people on the outside just look at it as. Oh, the Nuggets are right there on the doorstep. They just need the one more piece. And they need a star. Donovan Mitchell is the sexiest piece that's available right now. But Donovan Mitchell is the opposite of what the Nuggets need. Um, (laughs) He always has been. Yeah, yeah he really that's is. the that's the funny thing he was all he literally always has been like yeah. it wouldn't have made sense for them ever to have drafted him like in earnest for their because he and jamal would just be they would have had confused. to fought for it yeah it would it have been a confusing period forever yes you, yeah. it's one or the other the, the um, thing you can say though is look calvin boot just a couple days ago or it was michael malone who said look jamal murray's not going to play every game to begin the right. season he's not even going to play 30 minutes to begin the season we'll see on that but like early on in the year like i think the nuggets are going to be fine they were last year without jamal murray but you could use donovan mitchell for you know until january yeah and then you it'd get awkward after that you know here's here's some stats for for you guys though because you might have seen on the timeline last night i was late at late at night before bed watching some highlights of Nikola Jokic, Bones Highland, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter. Is. Every now and then I like to refresh my memory about exactly yeah. what these guys do. Um, in like, what are we doing with our lives? In two seasons, in roughly a thousand minutes, when those three have shared the court, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter, Nikola Jokic, their offensive rating is 126.4. 126. And for people that don't know, it's 126.4 points per 100 possessions, where league average this season was like 111. So, like, it is significantly more points. in Winning every game by 15 points. Yeah, like 15 more points per game than, like, an average lineup or whatever, which is just absolutely insane. For reference, here's a reference point for you guys. 
Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, and their three seasons together, 123 offensive rating. The Nuggets had almost a four points per 100 possessions better offensive rating with their big three. Now, of course, the Warriors had about four times as many minutes. More minutes, usually things kind of regress a little bit, although a 1,000 minutes is not nothing. That's actually a pretty good sample size. And a lot of those minutes were with some like not-so-great other pieces surrounding them. Nonetheless, I look at that and I just go – we forget that even though all of us can agree, we never saw those three guys mesh perfectly, meaning it never felt like all three guys were in perfect harmony the way that Murray and Jokic are in perfect harmony. You never fully got Michael Porter. But guess what? It didn't matter. They still scored like at the greatest rate any three players have ever scored at. Um, and it was just one of those refreshers going through the numbers to be like, oh, that's right. Their offense is like not just great. It's off the charts great. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing about all of last year being the purgatory year, uh, the, all of wh- where we've been just as a fan base where we're just like artificially down. We're just like, if things have been feeling, you know, for a while, like we're just stuck in the malaise. We just can't break free, but it's because the, the, the reason you stick with this team and the reason that you uh, believe in them is because we know and we've seen, it's not just theory, we have seen right. with our eyes and scientifically can point to things that are very provable uh, that this team is great. There's greatness waiting to erupt with the Denver Nuggets. And it just all comes down to health. I mean, that's that, 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 that margin of error. It's just yeah. when you have three guys and two of them get hurt, like what are you supposed to do? We, we watch... Well, I mean, I just can't even wait. Like watching then watching Nikola Jokic able to develop his game, you know, by himself when his two running mates were not available to develop like a three man game with. Right. I mean, that's just why you know we're all so high on the Denver Nuggets. But here's what's funny, season. Eric. Last year, the Nuggets with Jokic on the court had like a 118 offensive rating, and when they had yeah. Jokic and Aaron Gordon on the court, it was like 121, and that was another like big sample size. So even last year. With a hodgepodge group of players, the Nuggets. Yeah. It does feel like the floor for a Jokic lineup when you have like actual players out there is 120 or better, which that's is true. really absurd. It's like that's the floor. Yeah. And then and but it, it makes you wonder it, what the ceiling is. It's different in the playoffs, though, right? Like you can you can like run teams in the regular season with Jokic and whoever. Right. Oh, in the right. Playoffs though. Right. Yeah. That's when you're going to be like, oh, we have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. and Nikola Jokic with KCP stretching the floor and Aaron Gordon the dunker spot. Like that's when you're really going to look at this roster, and be like, nah, like, these guys should be able to score on everybody. Like I, that's when it's really going to separate. As I keep this comment has come up twice. KCP for 15 million is overpaid. Would rather have PJ Tucker for 11 million. Number one, they play different positions, so I don't understand. Like, P.J. Tucker's a power forward. You know, Denver had a couple power forwards on the roster that they feel are somewhat comparable to P.J. Tucker. And then also, P.J. Tucker's 38 years old. He's my age. Like, there's a difference between getting a guy at 29 years old versus a guy at 38. P.J. Tucker, the list of players that are 38 or older in the NBA, it's like four guys. So he's one of the oldest players in all of the NBA, and we just know guys at that age are so prone to one hammy getting pulled and being done. So he's a great player, but I don't know that you can make that comparison for those those two guys. They're different positions, different ages, different niches. Um, Last thing here before we get out, Zach Lowe had a big article today, and I thought it was really interesting talking. And I've actually heard this as a topic of conversation from some people. Seven picks for Rudy Gobert, like – DeJounte Murray was what five picks all, all told 
and Zach Lowe did an interesting thing where he went back, and I can't remember what the trade was, but it wasn't that long ago. It was like 2016, and a superstar player asking for two picks, and everyone's like, no, you can't do it. That's two picks. You can't trade two unprotected first-rounders. Now teams are throwing out four or five. And I think the Drew Holiday, this wasn't in the article, but I think the Drew Holiday trade kind of shifted people's minds. He put out a couple different theories. One of them was there have been four is it four or five in a row champions now? I think it's five in a row, different champions. The, the NBA hadn't had four different champions since like 1965. There's been mm-hmm. some kind of repeat or, you know, somebody has won it in a four-year window two times. There's been four different ones now or five different ones over the last four or five seasons. And I think that there is the sense of there's more parity. Like the Suns made the – they were went from not in the play-in to all the way to the finals in one year. I think there's this sense that your fortunes can change and maybe people are more willing to go in. Also, the lottery ads are a little bit flatter. But Eric, part of team building, when we looked at the Jokic era from three, four, five years ago and we started thinking, Drew Holiday, should you do it? Ooh, that's a lot of picks. Are we at the point now where teams are just like, F them picks for real? And now <laughs> what it takes to win a title is to trade four, five first-round picks? And you're all in move. There's going to be terrible repercussions, like in the years. This is like a, this thing where you're like, oh, picks, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I mean, like, especially guys, <laughs> like these are GMs that will be like, I'm not going to be here in five years. Like, what do I care? Like, Minnesota, Atlanta, like the teams that did this, and then maybe even Milwaukee, they really are like one Giannis forcing his way out or Trey oh. Young leaving. Like, those guys leave and they're going to be like, oh shit, we have zero picks for five years. And no for five, like, yeah. and, and, and five years is a, um, period of time you can just kind of throw out be like oh i think you know the, the nuggets will be good in about five years you know how long five years is it's <laughs> like, a long time you know how long last season was it was the longest period of time i've ever measured it is so <sighs> goddamn long it's like when the brooklyn nets like put themselves in purgatory for nearly a decade because they traded all of their picks all of their te- capital so they could get essentially the corpse of the boston celtics to try and somehow win a, a championship there did not work and they, you know, they were able to somehow convince Kevin Durant to come back or come there, and obviously that's not worked out either. But <clears throat> like this, it's just bad business, man. I, right? It just feels like nothing right now. You just be like, oh, a pick, whatever. It's nothing. Like it's an idea. Yeah. Like I, 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 I just, I wonder if the the way the NBA economy is so out of whack and people don't realize it just yet. And to your point, there will be some teams that the league is like. Do we need to step in? The Atlanta Hawks haven't won 10 games in four years. Like, this is bad for all of us that this is happening. We might run into that. But I also just feel like there's two economies in the NBA, contenders and rebuilders, and they're just going to keep shifting assets back and forth. Like, the Thunder are going to end up with really good role players that they end up trading for more picks. And then later on, they're going to have a good team with all these picks, but they need role players, so they're going to trade it back. Possible. And it really is just two economies exchanging hands i think it's dumb though i don't think it makes but it, sense. yeah this is this is inflation this is inflation yeah. it, it's really about the haves and the have-nots in oh. in the world that we live in yeah. I see, I the, see. the contenders and the rebuilding teams well you guys joke but i actually do think i, I brought it up for a reason because i really do think it's going to frame the nba for the years to come and that it's just when you notice trends and the nba operates a certain way and then all of a sudden it's like oh super teams are happening and they're like well i don't know if that's a big deal Five years later, it's like the only way the NBA operates now. And I see this too, where I'm like, teams are caution to the wind. 
five picks for trade. Now you're the Nuggets, and you're like, man, if we could get a defensive small forward, uh, Mikhail Bridges is good. What would it cost to get him? Six <laughs> first round picks. You're like, what? <laughs> what are we doing? Well, you actually think about it. You're like, well, yeah. You're hmm. like, well, I guess I would rather have Mikhail Bridges than you're like. Can we draft a guy? In- yeah. Would I rather have Mikhail Bridges or six Christian Browns like Mikhail Bridges? <laughs> You son of a bitch. That's too soon. <laughs> now I can kind of see where these teams are coming from. <laughs> anyway, nothing they're like, yeah, sense. you're like two first round draft picks. You mean P Watt and Christian Brown? No problem. <laughs> well, it's so funny, man. Cause we were, I was even thinking this when you're watching these guys struggle today, I was thinking, you know, and I'm not, I don't, we, time will tell what's right or wrong. Like, honestly, I don't want to us to go back and relitigate this whole, like Tim Conley, you know, come with this or that. But it was funny, like watching these guys and being like, I don't know if they're good. When Tim Conley's last three draft picks were actually RJ Hampton, who appears to not be that good, Zeke Naji, verdict out, but looks at best to be a role player, and then Bones Highland, who looks dope. So it's like you kind of hit the whole spectrum of this. You know what I mean? Oh, like you yeah. got a, a good looking player, a medium looking player, and a bad looking player. And that's probably pretty average. And that's like that's pretty that's average. What everybody does. They hit one out of three on their first rounders, yeah. which is kind of how it goes. So. Um, anyway, I just think it's funny. We'll have to wait and see how all of this shakes out. You almost never know until, until the very end, but any final thoughts before we get out of here? Well, Um, I saw our guy, Brian Windhorst tweet today that executives are going on vacation. So there's probably not going to be a Kevin Durant trade in the next couple of days. So everybody's on vacation. Just heads up all the executives, you know, heading out. We're still here, baby. We're still here. Uh, also, let's not watch any more summer league games. We have one. I think we have one more. Game, let's not do that. Right? Uh, we have, <laughs> hey, it's going to be the dopest do one. It's going to be the dopest one. Sunday, it's going to start our week off great. We're going to have. It's going to be. It's going to go down as the Kamagate game. The come the the comeback agate. Oh, oh man, that would be great. All right, everybody, great. thanks so much for hanging out with us on a Friday night. We're going to go off into our weekend. We hope you guys enjoy yours as well. Do us a favor, hit that like button on the way out. But also, if you have not left us a five-star rating and review, we haven't gotten one for like four months. I don't know. I think it's Eric. I don't know if it's Eric's fault. I've been know. I've been gone largely for the, the, the those. Damn it. I'm back. Hey, Eric's back. Do it for me specifically. Leave a five-star review for <laughs> D-Line specifically. We did this for Dev, and if you actually read the last, like, 10 <laughs> yeah. reviews, they're just about Dev. So, all right, it's Eric's turn. Guys, say nice things. Let's go. <laughs> but if you, actually, if you actually look at the name, it's like devjohnson1 at gmail.com. Dev <laughs> underscore Johnson at gmail.com. Superstar.dev. Have, have a great weekend, everybody. <laughs> Let's go.